Welcome everyone to episode 13 of Down to Play. I'm your host Dapper Tux along with Next Gen Player. For this show we'll be giving our impressions of the high octane Marvel Avengers PS4 beta, a full review of Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, and a hardware review of the Cyberpunk 2077 hard drive from Seagate. Let's shift things first to Marvel's Avengers PS4 beta impressions. If you're not aware of the scintillating title that's been really getting a lot of comic book fans like myself excited, Marvel's Avengers is an upcoming action-adventure video game co-developed by Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal and published by Square Enix. The game has a heavy focus on online co-op mode, allowing you and your friends to assemble a team of heroes all your own. It's releasing on September 4th for the PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC. The PlayStation pre-order beta officially begins August 7th to 9th. Next Gen Player and myself, we got a sneak peek of the action and got to play all last weekend. So we're going to break down everything that you can expect when it comes your time to assemble. (laughs) (laughs) The playable characters that we were able to check out was Thor. He was part of the introduction only as well as Cap, Captain America. We also got to jump into the boots of the Hulk or the very torn shirt of the Hulk. Iron Man, Black Widow and Mrs. Marvel. Paul, do you want to jump into what you liked uh, with the beta? Super exciting to have a chance to check out the beta, uh, you know, a week early. Um, What was most exciting for me with this beta is last year at E3, I had a chance to check out the Golden Gate Bridge demo, which is that that huge, like, cinematic set set piece uh, that we all saw last year. Uh, Unfortunately, didn't have a chance to go hands-on. It wasn't hands-on for anyone, as far as I know, last year. Um, but yeah, we had a chance to to play it. Like the the beta begins with this, man. Like what an exciting. Oh man, what a Hollywood set piece! It yeah. was like every. It was what I wanted to experience every time I watched an Avengers film. I was finally able to be the whole cast of Avengers practically, except for Spider Man. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it, it's still though. Like what a, what a high octane sequence that is just worthy of any summer blockbuster. It was terrific. Yeah, so it's it's 25 minutes of just like non-stop set pieces and just amazing cinematic moments. It ends off with a battle with Taskmaster. Uh, following that battle, then you get to see an explosion that, that destroys a good chunk of San Francisco. And that sets up uh, the events for the game, which is basically that the Avengers get blamed for this explosion. The event uh, gets called A-Day. And after that, yeah, superheroes essentially get outlawed. Yeah, they get they get uh, so the Avengers just get disassembled and and yeah, they get outlawed. So that's the beginning of the game, and then you jump right in. The very next mission is you have a chance to play as the Hulk and Kamala Khan, and uh, Kamala has this idea where she wants to go find Jarvis, which is of course the AI of Tony Stark. And she wants to use that to locate the other Avengers and she wants to reassemble the Avengers because the world's, you know, it's it, bad things have happened in the world since the Avengers have left. AIM has taken over. A lot of bad things are happening. A lot of villains are, are still out there and, and no one's, uh, you know, no one's out there to, to put them in their place. <laughs> so that's how, <laughs> that's how it starts. And it's pretty cool because like, the Hulk mission is as another story-driven mission. So this game, like, there's a lot of different facets to it. Um, my my personal opinion is, man, I love the story missions. Like, I don't know, what did you think of that Hulk? 
the first Hulk mission that you played. No, I really enjoyed it. I found a lot of the enemies a little bit samey, but I really did feel like based on a lot of the camera angles and just, you know, no spoilers, Hulk is with another character and, and them going back and forth. It, it was, you know, a really nicely story-driven narrative. I wanted more of that. Like, I know the big strive is towards like online co-op but for me the, the the big treat was to like you said before the intro of the game playing anything story related that was the best part for me personally i don't know how did you feel did you enjoy more of the story or were you more into just uh you know playing more of the the wide open game well i usually like playing these games for stories so definitely the story missions were, were what i was focused on um man like it's just it's just so cool like that that first mission with the Hulk, it ends with a boss battle um, where you face Abomination. And geez, man, like Abomination is, is like, you know, as physically menacing as the Hulk. So seeing these two brutes just sort of like battle it out in this arena was such a cool way to end off that mission. And then, yeah. yeah. And then the, the, with what happens after that really is um, then you just start unlocking the greater um, set of missions that you can you can playing this game so you um you unlock the helicarrier um the helicarrier has access to the war room and the war room is, is essentially where you can go online and squat up with your friends and you can play various challenges right so um the three main ones that that are unlocked in this beta is the harm rooms and the harm rooms are sort of like virtual reality simulators where you can go in and you can try all the characters out and you can um like hone your battle skills there and then, yeah. uh, then there's uh, war zones. War zones are like large missions where it's up to four players, and these are like these are like the really meaty missions. They take anywhere from about ten minutes. I think one took me like close to an hour to to beat. Um, and then finally, they got the drop zones, and the drop zones are are pretty much like smaller versions of the war zones, and they usually just have one single object objective. So you just drop down like take out a whole bunch of enemies the whole thing can wrap up in like five ten minutes so it's just like a quick way if you want to if you don't have a lot of time or if you want to just like you know get some xp really fast you can drop in for the the drop zone so and going back to just the characters too one thing that i really liked and that was done incredibly well by square enix is the fact that each character is very particular in you know every single facet of their gameplay like cap it feels like playing as captain america with the hulk you've got various uh skill sets to each character but i did find like especially with, well obviously with iron man because the flying sections they were really cool on the golden gate bridge as well like it was ex it was excellent in terms of how each each power up each character had was specific to each one but yeah that's what i really i liked most of all is that sometimes you get into games like this and it's just like oh you know each character is kind of samey but here, like the Hulk had iconic clap, clap shockwave. You had like all Captain America shield moves. Every time it switched to a different character, it felt uniquely that Marvel character, which was which was great. It's something I really wanted to see and I got out of this beta. Yeah, I was going to say like last year when I watched the the demo and then and then especially like afterwards when I was seeing all the reactions to it, like it, it I was kind of questioning you know like is this game going to be fun i'm not sure like it looked really cool but i just really wasn't sure about this game right i had a lot of questions about how fun the gameplay was going to be but man i have to say like within seconds of because the first mission you're playing as uh as kamala khan and, and and hulk and literally like within seconds i'm like this is just fun like i feel like the hulk like yeah. the hulk the hulk can do like huge leaps and he can grab onto ledges and 
yeah, like he just like he just beats the heck out of people. And then you got Kamala Khan who who like she stretches her arms out and grabs folks and like squishes them and punches them. And she's just so funny and so comedic. And yeah, like, I mean, everyone has uh, heroic abilities as well. And you were right. When I first saw the original trailer, I was wondering, too, I'm like, how is this going to be pulled off? Like, this is just so many characters. And I think that a lot of time and care was taken into perfecting each one. And they're uniquely, as I said before, they're, they're uniquely their own Marvel archetype. And it's just done so effectively. So if you're worried about, oh, is, is my favorite character going to translate well into a video game? The answer here so far is a resounding yes from me. Because, again, every character is just so unique in the gameplay. I love the uh, the intro with the Golden Gate Bridge, you have a chance to play as um, Thor and Captain America. You don't actually have a chance to play with them later on when you're doing the, the war zones and the drop zones. So, like, what a tease that was. <laughs> like, I don't, know if, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you felt the same, but but I was like, I don't know, man. Like, Thor was so powerful. And, and like, I just love how he just throws his hammer and then you can actually call it back. One time I let, like, my, my actual, like, Miljorn got, like, embedded into a tank and i could just fist fight soldiers which is kind of like which was very satisfying as well too <laughs> i wasn't expecting that it was it was it was very cool yeah so I, I can't wait to play those and then um and then we also heard that hawkeye is going to be coming later on so you know like i i you get the sense that that squaring's probably every few months might drop a new character um an ever-expanding roster that's what it seems like um so yeah i'm just like i'm super excited to just play the full game um but yeah in terms of um let's see like progression in the game i thought the progression was was uh was done well like it's it's it reminds me a lot of destiny actually like you raise levels and then you can um you've got several skill trees that you can unlock more abilities and you've also got um equipment that you can find in these little chests around the the maps um and uh they all contribute to your power level right so it's very much like destiny if you've obviously a light level the light level i mean and and i like that it's it's super simple you know what i mean like it, it's just easy to get into and easy to understand so um you know some of these games it takes a little while to to really understand how these systems all work but yeah no this game i i didn't really have any problems whatsoever it just kind of like you know within like an hour i'm doing all their special moves all their combos and i, I really felt like the hulk i felt like iron, yeah. iron man like yeah just what a great feeling this game gives you press like i'm i'm really impressed with what i played yeah no i totally had shades of, of rocksteady's batman i felt especially with some of the dramatic camera angles and and, and the story as well i you know I'm, I'm i'm excited for that again how the how the actual more open world is going to work you know we saw a bit of it, but like you said, it's going to be interesting to see what shape the game sort of takes over time as they add more and more superheroes to the roster, which just sounds so cool. Like it, it in itself, depending on the the actual character, is going to add a lot of longevity to the game because you know if you're waiting for your favorite childhood superhero to drop and then they finally do on a Friday, and then you're just going to be playing all weekend with buddies because it's going to be something that I think a lot of fans and uh, are gonna really enjoy one thing too that i actually really loved about this game is that i actually i'm a big fan of online multiplayer but i don't tend to have like a big group of friends that i always play with right like i i, I just like dropping in and playing with randoms like sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll link up with my friends if they're online playing so i like i'm expecting to be playing a lot of solo missions right and what's so cool about the avengers is that 
the way it works is you can obviously you can play as any character and you can level up every character and you can like add equipment um and and add abilities to all these characters and when you play solo you're gonna get teamed up with three ai controlled companions but those ai companions are actually your characters so they have the same equipment they have all of the abilities that you've unlocked um so it's basically like your versions of those characters that you're playing with i thought that was just super cool right like i just i had a lot of fun playing on my own and i was like hey like you know, like iron man's doing the unibeam that i unlocked and like, you know what i mean like it was it was cool to, to just sort of like see them uh you know um you know tailor to the to to my liking yeah absolutely well you can no longer complain about your your teammates or your your fellow avengers because they literally are are you so <laughs> i guess it takes that excuse uh yeah <laughs> sort of out of the out of the deck of cards there what are some things that uh that you, you didn't like or you felt could have been improved upon for the overall avengers experience overall the performance of the game what was pretty good but especially when I was playing the four player missions, like there was definitely some slowdown um, that happened when, when like things got really intense. Um, so it wasn't too bad. It wasn't like super bad, uh, you know, um, like, you know, it didn't really hamper the gameplay too much, but it was just noticeable. And I'm, I'm hoping that they can iron that out um, with the final game. I guess the other thing really, you, you touched upon it lightly earlier, but uh I thought some of the characters um, that you or some of the enemies that you fa face were sort of samey. Like you, um, yeah. you're fighting the the aim soldiers um, and aim robots, and yeah, a lot of them just kind of look and act the same. There wasn't a, a huge variety. There was a couple of like flying drones that you were fighting, and and some some larger enemies. Or there's an enemy type, and the enemy type comes out no shield, and then the next wave has a shield, and then the wave after that doesn't have a shield so yeah you're right it would have been nicer to see see a bit more variety there it's still it still was fun but it would have been nice to be challenged in different ways the same too with with the maps um like there was a, di a lot of different biomes that you we had to check out like you know forest and city and 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 the uh, arctic and all that um but i just found that a lot of the the missions just ended up with you inside an, an underground aim facility right and i mean i saw that i'm probably maybe three or four different missions um and i just thought the facilities just kind of like started to blend in with one another right so probably there's going to be you know dozens or you know lots and lots and lots and lots of missions um in the final version of the game so there should be a lot more variety but just in the the missions for the beta i just thought some of the maps just kind of felt a little samey so hoping to get a little bit more diversity when full game launches Aside from that, though, no real complaint. Well, here's our hot take, and this has really created a ton of shockwaves through the Marvel and gaming universe. Is the Spider-Man DLC exclusivity the right move for Sony? So again, if you haven't heard, what's happened is that if you are a PlayStation 4 owner, you'll get the exclusive character of Spider-Man, and Spider-Man will be locked to the PS4 hardware. So if you're an Xbox owner, you will not be able to play as Spider-Man. What, what's your hot take, Paul? Exclusivity is never really a great thing right like i can't i can't just be like rah 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 it it's i mean it's it's obviously good for playstation fans um it's not going to be good for fans on on pc or or xbox um I, I i mean ultimately it's not amazing but it's it's a business move and at this point in in the game like i'm so used to it right i mean like sony's been doing this for for a long time and and microsoft 
used to do it a lot. We saw that last gen with, say, like, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto had DLC that was that was timed exclusive, and then trying to think of what else, but like Mass Effect, so, like there's a lot of games that that came out earlier, right? Bioshock, Mass Effect, um, even uh, this gen with Tomb Raider. So I mean, like exclusivity is just well, look at Titanfall on the Xbox One. That was yeah, absolutely huge. Where they kind of locked that to the Xbox One platform with Respawn. And then just later on, it, it ended up with, you know, Titanfall 2 hitting all consoles. But that was that was the system seller, the big hope to be the system seller for the Xbox One very early on in its its life cycle. So, yeah, no, you're right. This is this is not new by, by any stretch. Yeah, and the thing is, too, is like, the one thing that I, I definitely want to make crystal clear is like, you know, obviously there was a lot of blowback with this online um, with fans being upset. But the thing is, like, we we should know by now because of say like you know the last of us and and pokemon like these those games all got quote unquote boycotted um and there's a lot of people talking about boycotting this game but like we have to just acknowledge that this online chatter usually doesn't really affect the final sales like the someone actually tweeted out earlier today that uh avengers was the number one selling uh pre-order game for playstation on amazon and it was actually number five uh for xbox so i mean like if xbox fans were mad while well, they're still pre-ordering it if sony fans were were upset um you know for whatever reason because of this like you know if they're not boycotting it either i mean it, it still seems like it's selling like crazy i think honestly if anything it's just going to increase the sales because as far as i'm concerned like a week ago nobody was really talking about marvel avengers and now that's all we can't like, like that's all we can talk about right we can't stop talking <laughs> yeah this whole week it's just been non-stop yeah no it's definitely been under the microscope and for me personally it's one of those things where depending on what hat you're wearing you can kind of understand where everyone's coming from so number one if i'm wearing my marvel fan hat i'm upset i'd like to see spider-man on xbox wants to see spider-man on their console and to have that content locked out is is just it's not fair and i can understand why people are upset absolutely but putting the the business hat back on, um, you know, I can understand you almost had the next Spider-Man film not happen based on, uh, you know, the lack of Sony and Disney not agreeing on revenue sharing until Tom Holland sat them both down and said, listen, you need to make this happen for the fans and, you know, for me to be involved in any films with both Disney and, and Sony. So, I mean, when, when you look at the fact that negotiations in another film were almost stalled based on just, just Spider-Man as an IP alone, you, you will understand that that Sony means business when it comes to protecting their intellectual property or their stake in the intellectual property that is Spider-Man. I understand people's angst and, and anger. This is not, you know, a new bag of tricks by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, I still say play, play this where, where, where you like where you'd like to most and, you know, play this where it has the most characters that kind of draw to you. Yeah, and I think the reality of it, too, like, when, especially if you're looking at what Sony's going to be doing for next gen, like... They already came out a few months ago and just said, you know, we're focused on the hardcore gamer. We're going to um, like exclusive content is what we're focused on. They already got uh, Project Afia, the, the Square Enix exclusive game. They got Deathloop, um, which is the Bethesda exclusive game. So, I mean, like really for the next five, six, seven years for PlayStation 5, expect a lot of this, right? Like exclusive games, exclusive content or early dlc on on sony like that's just what they do and and really it works for them so 
I don't see why they wouldn't do that. Yeah, no, it's true. People in the at the end of the day vote for, with their wallets and people are still voting. A lot of people are saying one thing online, but they're going into stores and, and, and speaking a different language with with their money. So I guess it is what it is at this point. Let's shift gears now to Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. Next Gen Players got his full review. Uh, for the, the game itself, it's produced by Gorilla in partnership with an external developer, Virtuos. The PC version allows PC gamers all over the world to enjoy the same experience as Gorilla delivered in the original PlayStation 4 release of the complete edition. So it's kind of an interesting segue going between, you know, that cross-platform idea. And now we see Sony taking a lot of PlayStation IPs onto the PC. How did it translate, Paul? Translates amazingly well. Amazingly well. <laughs> <laughs> PC is uh, is where you're going to go for the maximum performance in your games. I don't think I'm really going to go into a, a full review of the game. I mean, obviously, it's, it's the same game that released in 2017 on PS4. So, um, you know, obviously, you can check out uh, my review that I did a few years ago, or you can check out other reviews for that. Um, I want to get into some of the what's what's new, what's different, what did they add in this version, right? So, um, first thing that I, I just want to quickly talk about is this is actually the um, the ultimate version of uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So it's got the base game, um, it's got the Frozen Wilds, which is that huge expansion that came out. Um, it's uh, I think about a year after the game released. And then it's got a bunch of uh, DLC packs and it's got a digital art book. So you basically get the complete package on PC, which is pretty cool. Um, and it's a good value, obviously, because, you know, originally fans had to buy all this stuff separately. So cool that it's all bundled in together. Um, but yeah, on, on PC, I mean, holy, I, the, the game on PS4, I was actually checking my review that I wrote a few years ago and I said that that it was the best looking game that I had seen on the PS4 Pro. Um, I think since then there's actually been better looking games. Like I would say probably The Last of Us 2 looks even better and maybe potentially even Ghost of Tsushima looks better. So this version in comparison to the PS4 version, holy jeez, does it look amazing, right? Like you can, there's there's obviously different uh, graphical settings that you can set it on. Um, the um, the medium setting says that it's the same as the PS4 version, and then you can go up to ultra settings and holy like sizzle graphics. I mean, it just everything looks amazing. <laughs> They've got stuff like um, there there's ultra widescreen support now for it. Um, unfortunately, I don't have an ultra widescreen, um, but uh, but yeah, if you if you've got an ultra widescreen monitor, it's it, it'll support that res. Or that yeah that um that resolution also the um the frame rate for this is unlocked like how crazy is that unlocked frame rate um so yeah i mean it just it runs smoother it looks it looks better um there's a, a greater field of view um you've got more control over it as well and then obviously you've got uh keyboard and controller customizations as well right um yeah and that just beyond that i mean just there's been a lot of technological improvements um, with the with the Decima engine in the last few years, and they've really like they they've taken advantage of all of that in this version, right? So, um, like the rendering is is better, smoother. Um, the 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 resolutions look better. The um, like the draw dis distance looks further. Like everything just looks better, right? And and the game already looked amazing, so. PC fans are just are, are in for such 
a graphical treat and such a an amazing story um i think the only only fault i really had for the game when i reviewed it years ago and and it's still um you know still my critique for the pc version is i found that the side quests are just not as imaginative as other open world games i mean like especially if you compare them to say the witcher 3 or uh, or the story based side quests in ghost of tsushima so I just found like the the side quests in, in this game are just sort of like a little rudimentary, right? Um, but I mean that's that's a really small con for a game that that's absolutely amazing. I mean, just wait until you see all the different machines, right? The the machines on the PS4 version looked awesome, but just wait and, until you see them in this. Like they they just they look absolutely stunning. So yeah, I I think that's uh about that's about it for my comments. But man, like yeah, Steam. Yeah, all the all the content, the technical improvements. Where do I sign? <laughs> What's most amazing about this for me, really, is like Sony has been banging home exclusive. We just talked about exclusive with with Spider Man, right? But like they're starting to open up a little bit, right? I mean, this is the yeah. the first. As far as I know, I mean, like, I, I think it's the first major um, Sony game that they're they're publishing on PC. I mean, we saw stuff like uh, Journey, um, Detroit, Heavy Rain, like a bunch of those. Uh, even uh, Death Stranding just hit, but those were those were second party games, right? But this is this is a, a first party made by Guerrilla. So I, I think you know Sony's pretty smart. I think what they're doing with this, obviously, is they know that uh ps5 is going to be dropping uh horizon 2 is going to be coming out they said sometime next year i think any pc gamer that hasn't played the original and plays this version of the game will be salivating <laughs> to play horizon 2 right and horizon 2 i, I imagine is probably going to be exclusive to ps5 for some period of time it could be even a couple of years before they port it over to pc um, so I think they're almost using this game as like a marketing tool, right? Like, hey, like check out this game. The sequel's coming out on PS5 next year, <laughs> and it, I think it, I think it works. Like, man, I mean, it's uh, it's certainly one of the best games of the gen, and and certainly must play. So if you're a PC fan and and you haven't checked it out, definitely check out this version. Yeah, absolutely. So for our hot take, do you think Sony should bring more more first party games like this to Steam? Of course, for sure. Like, I mean, I. I I see a lot of fanboys online that are like, no, like keep their games exclusive. Like, but come on, let's be real. Like, the more people that, that have a chance to play these games, the better. Um, I I I do actually like exclusives because I like competition. But I mean, like, this game came out three years ago, and anybody who wanted to play Horizon on a PlayStation has already played it, right? So it, yeah, by it coming to PC, it's not really taking away from the PlayStation lineup. I mean, it was three years exclusive, right? So yeah, I mean, like think about it for for Horizon uh, Two coming out. Like, let's say it's it comes out on PC three years later. How many people are gonna sit there and wait until two thousand twenty four to play this game on PC? Like, some will, right? Some gamers obviously will. But a lot of gamers will be like, man, I, I maybe I should get that PS5. Or even taking things from a, the perspective of that games are an art form and you want that art form to be shared with as many people as possible to experience that story, that raw motion, um, you know, incredible characters and worlds. 
it's great to see it go go to new and different frontiers, right? So, yeah, no, I, I definitely think that Sony is making some smart moves, bringing more and more content over to Steam, much like Xbox Game Pass is, is trying to bring more experiences to players. Everyone is, all of these console makers are finding ways to expand their platform so that there's even more and more people enjoying the game. Even something like Halo, for example, coming to PC as well, you've got a reinvigorated player base where if it all just stayed on the Xbox platform, the daily player base to experience the multiplayer, you you would have it low. But now that it's on PC, you've got this reinvigorated uh, fan base and I think it's in the long run more enjoyable for everyone. Yeah, and what what I found really interesting too, I tweeted this out a few days ago, but I, I had a look at the top ten games um, that were that were selling on Steam, and uh, I think it was something like half of the top ten were Xbox and PlayStation, right? So you had there was like Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator, there was Sea of Thieves, there was Halo, I think Grounded was in there, and you had Horizon, right? So like what a what a crazy year like who would have thought that you know in 2020 we'd be checking out the best-selling games on steam and it's all console games <laughs> right yeah, like absolutely. crazy like there's 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 a huge 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 appetite like pent up appetite for these games on pc so i hope more microsoft and sony games continue to come to steam and, you know, let's broaden the player base for these games. You had a lot of high praise for Horizon Zero Dawn on PC. What would you score it out of 10? I, I, I scored the original game somewhere around like 90%. Um, this one's even better. So I'm going to give it nine and a half out of 10. Like it's, yeah, it's a 95 percenter. Just absolutely like top tier gaming. Top tier game, top tier score. Awesome. So moving on to our very first hardware review is the Seagate Cyberpunk 2077 hard drive. With all things Cyberpunk kicking into high gear as we approach the game's highly anticipated November 19th launch, officially licensed merchandise has started to hit store shelves. It's not just a trickle, it's a bit of a flood. <laughs> We've seen a Night City themed Xbox One, controllers, headsets, and even a line of action figures. Seagate sent along their own little slice of 2077 tech for us to review with their themed game drive. It's a welcome addition to the dapper gaming lounge, I will say that, <laughs> as many of the games I've been playing either have grown exponentially through DLC or had a large memory footprint to begin with. The addition of more space for games is always great. And when it comes to this drive, it comes in both the two terabyte and five terabyte versions. CD Projekt Red's last game, The Witcher 3, took up, I would say, just over 80 gigs when all was said and done with the DLC. I'm, I'm pretty positive that Cyberpunk is gonna be you know, it's going to hit that mark, if not way more, uh, when the game actually comes out. So to have this as a little collector's item, it's a really cool memento. But with so many options out there for game drives, uh, Seagate Cyberpunk theme model really stands out from the pack with both aesthetics and performance. What I like the most with the drive, and I think that's going to draw most people to the actual hardware, is the way that it, it looks. It looks unique, it's beautiful. Its design closely mirrors that of the recently launched and completely sold out Cyberpunk uh, 1X. Bit of a tear there, that, that sold out fast. I usually hear, oh, you know, this console's limited edition and then you can get it for months at a time. I think the uh, Xbox uh, Cyberpunk 2077 edition was sold out like within an hour. It was Holy it geez. was pretty wild. But yeah, if you didn't get your hands on that console, this hard drive is, is a, a beautiful little collector's item. So the front and the back both look gorgeous. In the past, Seagate theme drives had 
always had designs kind of painted on. They looked great, but they were kind of flat. But with Cyberpunk, they went with a whole new level of detail. The drive case is actually textured, the, the colors themselves punch, and it looks like something ripped straight out of, out of Night City. In terms of the looks, it's beautiful. The hardware performance, it's great too. Uh, the setup is an absolute breeze with the drive. It's formatted for the Xbox One, so it's literally plug and play. Uh, back to the aesthetics. The plug and play side, I know this is a little detail, but hey, I love the dapper little details. The plug itself is a teal. Like the plug isn't just a black, um, you know, USB actual cord, black cord. It's teal and it matches the same HDMI, the blue teal HDMI of the console. I just, I, I love little details like that. With setting up the drive, you'll be up and running the drive under five minutes. It is a rotational storage drive, so you don't quite get the speeds of an SSD, but it's no slouch either. Um, from my testing and my benchmarking, it tops out about 140 megabytes per second. SSDs can, can you know, hit upwards of 550 megabytes a second, but still in my benchmark testing, the drive transferred beautifully and it, it consistently beat out other drives that I had, which averaged around, um, you know, 90 to 100 megabytes a second. So again, that Seagate engineering, it comes through flawlessly. So it's not only looks, it's function as well, which is, which is pretty awesome. And again, I find with a lot of games and collector's editions, you know, you might get a poster, an art book, um, something that just kind of will sit on a shelf, a collectible like this. And I consider this drive a hard drive and a, and a really beautiful collectible, as I mentioned before. And it continues to function well after maybe beating the game. The drive itself is extremely consistent. Going into the next gen with it, I think it's going to be good to sort of house games. But I know with the Velocity architecture in both the PlayStation 5 as well as the Xbox Series X, this would be more for temporary storage of games and not running it straight off. For what the drive is right now, it looks stunning. It's beautiful. I'm going to give the hardware itself a 9 out of 10. They really went over the top with the design of both the front and back of the drive. Uh, the performance is top-notch. I really, really love the drive. And I think if you're a Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red fan, it's one of those accessories that uh, is a, is a must-pick-up-and-play. Oh, man, you know what? Uh, while you were talking about it, I had to look online, and that teal cord, man, I'm so jealous. I've actually got the... Uh, the Seagate game drive for Xbox, uh, the green one and uh, the blue one for PlayStation. So I've been using those for years. They come with a black cord. And I just want to say, man, I'm so jealous of that teal cord. <laughs> it looks really good, actually. Yeah, really, really. Yeah, it was when I was unboxing it, it was an unexpected little punch of color. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I, I saw the actual Xbox One X that released and it also has a teal cord as well. So yeah, these cool little design touches. I mean, man, they they really were in it to win it with the details and performance. And can't say enough good things about the hard drive. And I, I hope Seagate continues these really cool, uh, you know, little pieces of hardware that cast this great uh, homage to the games we're playing. Awesome. So for this episode, that's all we have for you. I'm Dapper Tux. And I'm Next Gen Player. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Dapper underscore Tux and at Next Gen Player. We are always down to play. <laughs>